Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to call this special meeting and public hearing order. Start the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Can I have a roll call, please? Alderman Carroll. Here. Alderman Stowe. Here. Alderman Tripp. Here. Alderman Vaccaro. Alderman Hunt. Alderman Janetti. Alderman Kislaitis. Alderman Dempsey. Alderman Yeoman. Alderman Radin. Alderman Schuert. Alderman Henry. Alderman Blackwell. Alderman DeLibro. Here. 11 present, 3 absent. I declare a quorum. Uh, we have two purposes for being here tonight. Uh, there's going to be a presentation from Sheila Melli and Ms. Maureen uh, regarding the purchase of 65 Main Street, the sale of the ATP and Palmer Building. There will also be a public hearing on the purchase of 65 Main Street and the sale of the ATP and Palmer Building. All right? Uh, the public is invited to speak in that regards. Uh, ask any, put any questions on the public record, express their opinion. Uh, however, we, there's way too many people here to have a back and forth with select individuals. So we only ask that you come up, state your name and address for the public record, and then state your concern or why you're happy about something. Ask a question on the public record, and then the alderman will be looking that over in the coming weeks. Okay? With that in mind, I ask Mr. Marini if he can start his presentation, please. Very much, Mr. President Tripp, uh, Mayor Cassetti, um, and ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us tonight at this public hearing for the sale of the ATP Palmer buildings and purchase of 65 Main Street. Now, these are two projects that you may have heard a bit about in the newspaper and around town. Uh, the first purpose of tonight's meeting is to essentially present some basic information on both projects, details about both buildings, and some elements of the agreements that the city is looking at for both the potential sale and the potential purchase. And so with that, let me also note that I'm gonna be joined tonight by uh, Chief Kevin Hale, uh, speaking a little more in depth about the actual police station project and also our economic development director, Sheila O'Malley. So to kick off, we're gonna go right into this informational session and begin talking about the purchase of 65 Main Street. which means we'll go to the next slide. Right. <laughs> okay, so 65 Main Street is a building that is known by two names. 65 Main Street is what we're gonna call it for this presentation, but you also may know it as 25 East Main Street. It actually consists of two buildings. One well-known, bless you, well-known as the uh, parking garage building. It's an old feral office building. Two indoor parking garages. You know, it's right in the vicinity of Eagle Hose. And there's a connected building. And that is a much older building, also a former uh, feral office space, that's more known as 25 East Main. These buildings are joined. Together, they take up 78,000 square feet. Um, you have two indoor parking garages with 100 spaces <coughs> combined. Also, as part of this uh, property, and what would be part of, uh, of the purchase that we're looking at here, is an outdoor parking lot with 81 spaces. This is that lot that customarily has been used for a lot of parking to service our downtown businesses and the growing restaurant scene. 
Um, there is a lower part to it and an upper part to it that borders East Main. You know, there's that, that steep incline, there's a gate that divides the two. Um, the city appraisals value both buildings and the outdoor parking lot at approximately $3 million. So you see some pictures, just to remind you, outside of 65 Main Street. That's the East Main Street. That is the older building. The ivy-covered building is essentially that older office building, and there is definitely going to be an important distinction between the two. Although we are buying both, the uses of both are going to be quite different. And that is a, a top-down view of the parking lot. And the parking lot encompasses not only that area that's down below, but you also have to consider that strip that is bordering East Main Street, that higher strip. Now, it's very difficult for us to give an accurate portrayal, I, I think, via picture of what 65 Main Street really looks like inside. It is really, truly a massive, sprawling office building. Uh, there are the two parking garage floors, and then there are two office buildings floors. Both are essentially identical floors, big, wide-open spaces. And we've done, we tried to do our best to capture a little bit with a panoramic view, but this, even this doesn't give you a sense of how big it actually is. Uh, this is another view. You'll see there's a lot of furniture left behind. Um, and that comes with the sale. Um, a lot of desk space, a lot of office uh, supplies, a lot of cabinets. But essentially, the, the, the good thing about this space is it can be carved up any way uh, that the city would see fit if it does go through with the purchase. There's simply just a lot of room. And also, that's a view of one of the indoor parking garage garages. This is the one that borders East Main Street. Now, what is the purpose of the purchase? Why is the city looking at buying 65 Main Street? The primary purpose of the purchase is to establish the new headquarters of the Ansonia Police Department. Um, the buildings could also serve and would also serve additional use as community and municipal space. You're going to hear a lot more about how the configuration is being proposed right now with the police station taking the upper floor and the city taking uh, the rest of the city taking the lower floor. But consider possible uses have ranged from the Ansonia Senior Center, which needs to relocate because of the proposed sale of ATP Palmer. The Housing Authority is also one under consideration, as is the Board of Education administrative offices. Again, the building has a lot of space and therefore a lot of opportunity to consolidate governmental services. Um, police station plans, to go into a little information uh, about how they came about. As you know, this was originally planned for Olson Drive. The city did have a negotiation with HUD um, and through our housing authority about lowering the density of housing on Olson Drive and the possibility of a public use occurring on the site. And at the time, the public use was specified to be the Ansonia Police Station. But from HUD's point of view and from housing's point of view, a solid public use was going to do it. The city began researching an alternative sometime after the referendum. Now, as you know, the referendum did have language that would allow the city to look at an alternate location. And the thought was, we want to be flexible. We want to make sure that we're getting the absolute best possible deal for taxpayers, and we're getting the most for our money. It's important to know that this property was under the ownership of Washington Management for some time. And as you know, Washington Management had owned um, the entire strip of Farrell buildings on this side of Main Street for some time. They had speculated, essentially hoping, I think, to sell it at a higher price, 
There were promises that they were going to bring condominiums in. There were promises that they were going to do some expansive development. This was never, ever a city project. Washington management, it's important to note, bought the property from Farrell outright. So Washington management stepped in when Farrell was going to move to Fountain Lake. They needed to sell the properties, and they found Washington management as the buyer to come in and scoop them up. The unfortunate thing is nothing was done on those properties for years. Despite promises, nothing ever moved ahead. As you know, the city put up lightning on one of those properties. But something happened along the way. Um, the, uh, Mustafa Diakati, the principal for Washington uh, management at the LLC, fell behind on taxes, also wasn't able to keep up with his lenders. And ultimately, a new lender stepped into the picture. So Shaw Ventures is that new party that comes in. Shaw Ventures was not the initial lender that lent money to Washington management. Um, Shaw Ventures bought up the old debt and then commenced a foreclosure action on Washington management and was successful. And at this point in time, it's Shaw Ventures that owns 65 Main and also 501 in that parking lot, which is in the middle of the properties. So as soon as new ownership was involved, conversations started beginning as we introduced ourselves to the new, uh, the new owners of the buildings, and they got a feel for the city. And around January of this year, um, really talk had, had started to spring up about the possibility of utilizing 65 Main for the police station instead of Olson Drive. And it seemed to the city that there was an opportunity to have some serious value added to use our funds not only to get a police station, but also to pick up these other valuable municipal uses that could save money in the long run and also get more parking. And there was also another very important consideration. Um, we always knew that there was a floodplain issue on Olson Drive and that would particularly affect the residences being built there. But the extent of the floodplain and the inability of the housing authority to get an easy waiver from the floodplain regulations meant the Olson Drive project was going to be complicated, more complicated than we thought. Certainly not impossible, but we were looking at a delay of at least two years before we can start putting a shovel in the ground and, and commencing on the police station project. So that constellation of considerations led us to think that, you know, the 65 Main was the ideal place to go here. Now, a lot of questions have surfaced about what is the impact on Olson Drive, because we did have an agreement to reduce the density of units to be replaced when that time comes. Um, however, there is a written agreement to lower density at Olson Drive, like 54 units, which is a large reduction from what was previously there before, and that agreement stands. That agreement will not change. The changing the venue of the police station from Olson Drive to 65 does not impact the density of the units. There will be, it will not cause more units to have to be constructed on Olson Drive. We have a written agreement, and we are very secure in that agreement. Um, so with that, I want to turn more in-depth to the police station. Now, obviously, the city's foremost responsibility was to make sure that this isn't just an adequate home for the Ansonia Police Department. This needs to be the place that the Ansonia Police Department would best fit. And the city sincerely believes, after doing its homework, doing its research, talking to the chief, talking to his engineer, that this is not just a good alternative to Olson Drive, but this is, in fact, the best location for our police station to relocate to. And with that, I'm going to introduce uh, Chief Kevin Hale, and we'll also be talking with his engineer to go more in-depth on uh, what this police station would entail and how it would be uh, envisioned for 65 May.
That's not my slide, so I'm <laughs> Good evening, John. Thank you for the introduction. I'd like to thank everybody for coming out tonight. It's great to see such a uh, good crowd here. Uh, we have a lot of information. I'm not going to rehash what John went through. We went through a lot of this during the referendum process last, the end of last summer and last fall. Um, just, to, just to remind you, I'm going to introduce somebody very shortly, but uh, we have uh, um, Brian Humes is an architect that I've known for a very long time. And he's done, uh, um, I'm not going to do his, his biography justice, but he's done in excess of 80 police departments throughout lower New England and I believe New York and New Jersey, Pennsylvania. He can get into that uh, for you. Contacted Brian. Um, well, we did an RFQ for architects about a year and a half ago, and Brian was the, uh, Brian's firm was a clear favorite. He's a principal in Jakunski and Humes. And so when we went, started looking seriously at 65 Main Street uh, at the beginning of this year, uh, the first thing I said, well, we've got to get Brian in there. Just let's just make sure that this works. Does this work? And, and I think the minute he walked in the door, he said, wow, this is going to be all right. Um, from our perspective, um, and everybody knows where we are now, so I'm not going to get into all that again. We, we, we've talked about ad nauseum. Um, and, and parking be, continues to become an issue, but for us it's a, it's a critical issue where we are now. So this solves a great many of our problems. It's bigger. Um, it gives us, uh, uh, it just makes more sense. It's not an old building that was just retrofitted without moving substantial walls and all that. This is, uh, in essence, it's a 20,000 square foot floor that will be wide open that we could really configure any way we like. And, and Brian, you saw one concept. There are probably going to be some changes to that. It's only really a concept. But it has a great flow to it. Certainly not anything we're used to where we are now. And uh, as well as the parking uh, and our location on Main Street puts us on Main Street. Puts us on Main Street, puts us more centrally located, uh, better response time to the north end, to the west side, certainly on Main Street. Um, uh, very, and, and Olson Drive was a, was a similar position, but I think this gives us that same advantage of being more centrally located in our six square miles. So uh, we continue to talk to Brian, and uh, I think Brian's going to have some uh, some more concepts, some more conceptual plans. You really get a better idea as to uh, true idea as to what we're talking about. And again, this is only a concept. There are probably going to be some more changes should we uh, be fortunate enough to have this go through. So. I'm, I think you've heard about you've heard from me long enough over the past few months. I'm going to introduce uh, Brian Humes, our architect. Right, thank you. I'm going to uh, just give you a brief ex explanation of the the process, because every time we're going to every time we're asked to come into a community and look at a site for a police facility, um, the first thing we have to no is what are we going to put there. So just to come in and look at a site is not adequate. But we've gone through a process with this, um, uh, with the city of Ansonia to actually identify what are the needs. And in June of 2016, we completed a space needs assessment. The, the whole document's 35 pages long. But what I wanted to convey with, with the fact that we did the space needs assessment first is we first identified the need. What is it that we have to put at a certain location? And this slide shows you the summary. And we went through what the existing square footage of the police department was, proposed square footage, and any deviation. We went through this department in detail. Not only did we work with Chief Hale, but Chief Hale gave us access to everybody in the department. 
So it was really a process that started back in the summer of last year to identify what it is we need to place. Some of the existing statistics, they're at 16,966 square feet over on Elm Street. You know about the aging building. I'm not really going into that now, but I just wanted to go to the next slide. I wanted to say how that now applies to the site because we were asked in early 2017 to now take that data that we developed in 2016, apply it to this site, and does it work? So we're not walking into a building blind as to what it is we're going to try to do with this building. We had a really detailed program of what we needed to accommodate. And this is the exterior. This is the parking lot that uh, was talked about. And I, I call this two buildings being the main office area. And then I call this the administrative building up to the top. This is, this is a building that was, it predates the construction of this structure. And on, with this structure, we have, we call it ground level, main level, first floor, second floor. So that's how we've been using the terminology. So there are four floors that exist with this building. It's about 20,000 square feet of floor. And we are also given access to the existing construction documents on this building. So there is some data that we were basing all our decisions off of as far as can the building work, can it function. The way this building is constructed, it's all precast, it's all concrete. Concrete slabs are serving for both the parking decks and the office decks. Uh, we have made some assumptions, but each of the floor is about 20,394 square feet. It's 198 by 103, and now I'm only talking about the office building. I'm not talking about that administrative building, the older building that predates uh, the office building. But the office building is four, four floors. The lowest two floors are covered parking, and the upper two floors are open office plan. And as you saw in the picture, they really are open office. The only thing impeding the open office is the structural columns for the precast in the concrete structure. And this is where I call it the administrative building. That's also four floors. It's a different construction type, and there's also some suspect uh, materials, and there is visible water damage in that administrative building. This is what we're showing as the proposed use of the site. When I look at the office building, I look at the outside of the building. It's a wonderful condition. The masonry is not showing any signs of distress. But I think if you look at the building, you really question where the front door is. It's a building without a front door. It's a building without a door. It, it, it faces downtown, but it really doesn't have an entrance to downtown. It really turns its back to the downtown area and really doesn't address Main Street at all, other than an opening into a parking garage. So the two openings to the parking garage, the ground level is here and to the first floor level uh, is here. But really, the only door that existed was at this location. And as you see from that location, there's really no adjacent parking at that location. It really suffers with not having an identifiable entrance. So one thing that we were looking to do, you can back up just one. One thing we were looking to do is utilize this parking lot and construct a four-story addition with a canopied entrance and make this a really pleasant entry and a front door to the facility. Now we have a facility 
that addresses the main street, addresses the parking, gives easy access from parking into the building, covered parking, connecting sidewalks to the main street sidewalks. And we are looking at the potential of removing the administrative building. Again, these are concepts. We were asked to say, if you were to do something with this building, what would you do? We've been designing police facilities. I've been designing them for 35 years. There is a strong desire in these communities to get the police department into a downtown location. Not because they need to be there for service, but because the downtown businesses like to have them there. It's bringing people downtown, and it's bringing services downtown, and it's br actually bringing people who need the services of the police department downtown. That's the real desire to get a police station at a downtown location. And what we found is once they're in a downtown location, you don't want them to go out of the downtown. It's really the central business districts of the communities that we find have police facilities in a downtown location, really find a benefit. And once they're downtown, it's really hard to find an alternate location that, that works better. This is the lowest floor. In this purple area right here, you can see the area that we're proposing, a very small addition, but what that entry canopy would come into a vestibule, you'd have access to a stair and an elevator, and that's a four-story addition, which now identifies the building, gives you vertical circulation to get to all the floors, and addresses the downtown area. All of this lower floor would be restricted access and for police use. The, the uh, entrance would be gated, so we're not worrying about public coming out onto Main Street in a very dangerous intersection of Main Street. We're only utilizing that for police traffic. All of the public traffic would be utilizing the larger parking lot and would be coming into this area having access then by elevator and stair to get to the occupied floors which would be floor uh, one and floor two. The area in green, that area, a, a firearms training range, would fit in that lower area of the uh, parking garage. We would also have other functions of the police department being found property, bulk evidence, uh, emergency generator we could put within the lower level, vehicle processing. This would all be restricted for police use on the lower floor and give some parking for specialty vehicles of the department that they want to get inside. Next one. Next deck up is also the parking deck, but this parking deck comes off of uh, the other street, East, 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 Main. East Main, and entrance off to the East Main would be for fleet vehicles, patrol cars. This would all be restricted for police parking. There's a number of reasons why the police department is looking to get their vehicles undercover. It's, it's no longer the desire to just keep the cars clean. It's, it's a real need with the facility, with the fleet vehicles now. In the wintertime, it assists to keep the snow and ice off the vehicles in bad weather. They can get a quicker response time from the, from the facility if they don't have to go out there and clear snow and ice off the cars before they need to get in the vehicles. That was typically the primary reason why you want to get vehicles undercover. But now the electronics in the vehicles that you're investing in, if you put those vehicles out in the sun in the summer heat, 
the cab temperatures of the vehicles get to be pretty severe for the electronics that are in the vehicles. With the newer technologies, we're finding more and more departments are requesting that the fleet vehicles be undercover. And this, this would afford that, and it's not a luxury. It's seen now as, as more of a requirement for, for these vehicles because of what you're using them for. Now we're, we skipped the floor, and now we're up to the upper level. I skipped the floor because there's an entire 20,000 square feet of space that we're not utilizing at all for police functions. That leaves 20,000 square feet of space for alternate uses for the city of Ansonia. So now we're up to proposed third floor. A lot of colors. All of those colors are a different function coming from the space needs assessment. We didn't make up this floor plan. We developed this floor plan from a very systematic approach. What's on the floor plan came out of the needs assessment. What was on the floor plan was an identified need of the department. But if I'm coming up as, as public, I have elevator access, I have stair access to the third floor now. I have restroom facilities in this new construction. All the areas in purple are public spaces. So up the stairs into a main public lobby, interview rooms supporting the lobby. Off of this left lower corner is a community meeting room, EOC. Now we are opening up windows at the corner of the building that look back to the main street and look back to the community. This is a community room for community use. It's also for police training. Excuse me, John. You said you skipped the floor. Is this the fourth floor or is this the third floor? Well, I'm calling it on my plan third floor, but it's the highest most floor. Okay, so it's I actually the fourth floor. Ground one, two, and three is how I'm calling the floors. Ground floor, floor one is the parking deck. So ground floor is a parking deck. First floor is a parking deck. Second floor is vacant. This is third. I understand. Yeah. It depends how you, you know whether you call the lowest one one or not. This is the highest floor. <coughs> so we have public spaces on this area of the plan. We have all the areas in tan is uh, emergency communications and dispatch. Uh, also, so if if public are accessing the facility, they have access to dispatch 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365, have access right off to, to dispatch and office access to records division. So everything the public needs to access on a regular basis is in this area of the plan. As we come up in the upper left, everything in this color is your detention your prisoner processing, it's detention for adults, it's processing for adults, it's processing for juveniles, it's detention for juveniles. All of access up to that floor for prisoner processing is by elevator from level one. That's the fleet parking deck for level one. So there's a dedicated elevator in this part of the building. It's already there, it's existing, it's an existing elevator shaft. So that's circulation to get to this area. There's another elevator and stair which exists in this part of the plan. That elevator and stair is for staff use. So from level ground or level one, you have access to another existing elevator and stair to come up into the facility and get off at level three. Everything would be access controlled for police use. 
Everything in blue, patrol functions. The patrol sergeants are there. We have locker rooms to the left for male and female, patrol squad rooms, and roll call. All the patrol functions. Moving around, we have detective divisions at this location, detective divisions in light blue. The other right, uh, lower right corner is administrative offices for the department. And within the center core is physical training, evidence storage, uh, communication equipment room, and we have a break room. I must say, this program, which was developed in June of 2016, is represented on that floor plan, and we don't need any more square footage to satisfy what's in this document. This document was always also designed for 20-year growth of the Antonia Police Department. So future growth is also accommodated. Future growth of the department, future needs of the department, current needs of the department are all represented in this plan. And that's the end. Okay. Thank you. I don't know if you want questions now. Or... We're going to go through the presentation. Yeah, I'll be here. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. So it was a great, succinct overview of the police station project. We're going to now move on to some more details about this particular project at 65 May. Can you speak on the microphone? Thanks. Sure. So that's. Got to get back to. <laughs> okay, so. Now that we have an understanding of what the proposed project is, very important to talk about uh, the next item, which is funding. In terms of funding, the funding source here is a 40-year low-interest loan from the United States Department of Agriculture. And this, it's important to note, was always the plan from the beginning, even back when we were looking at a station on Olson Drive. And in fact, when we went to referendum, that was the intention, was to have the residents authorize the city to take on a loan in that amount. Say, first and foremost, this is a part of the city's debt plan. As we've explained in the past, when we were promoting the, uh, the referendum and the whole bonding initiative, the city of Ansoni is seeing a very large amount of debt drop off by 2020. And so all of the borrowing that was authorized back at the referendum does no more than replace old debt that is being retired. So essentially the city is not incurring any extra debt because of this project or any of the other projects. It's merely old debt being replaced by new debt. The level of debt remains the same. Actually, the calculations are the level of debt will drop somewhat. So the funding source remains precisely the same. The 40-year low interest loan from the USDA also, as was the plan all along, uh, the police department does have some additional bond allocation funds to draw from for communications upgrade. And when we're talking about any, uh, the senior center project, which is the other project closest to, to fruition, if this moves ahead, 
the senior center has 500,000 in bond allocation from the referendum that they would bring into their project. So essentially, the funding we're looking for here is certainly no more than the funding would be if we were building a, something from scratch in Olson Drive. And again, there's that value added. You're getting much more than a police station. Now moving on to what the cost is. The cost at the prior Olson Drive site was $12 million. And the goal was to accomplish the entire project, building that uh, site for no more than $12 million. The existing project now includes not only the creation of a police station, but the purchase of buildings. It includes acquiring parking and significant additional space for city services. You heard that 20,000 square feet. Uh, feet on that, uh, what would be that second office floor that could be used for a senior center and other uses, and the cost will not exceed that $12 million amount. And in fact, of course, we're looking for possibilities to reduce that amount to come in under the $12 million number. But the projections as they stand right now would be to accomplish all of this for no more than was initially budgeted. Um, and of course, turning now to what, uh, what would be the agreement that the aldermen are discussing with the sellers, with Shaw Ventures. The purchase price at this point is proposed to be $3 million. It would include city ownership of both office buildings and co-ownership of the outdoor parking lot. And to explain that, parking is obviously a very vital resource in the city of Ansonia. City has a need for those parking spaces for service of the new municipal building, but also to provide to residents who are coming downtown to shop, visiting any number of our restaurants and stores. We have a need for parking also to put that new addition on to the building, that small new entrance. At the same time, Shaw Ventures does have a long-term plan for downtown. They do intend to use this sale to leverage development of 501. And now this is a project to discuss another day, and it is a private project, but they do want to develop 501 commercial market rate residential. And as part of that, of course, they're interested in parking as well. So they're very hesitant about relinquishing all of their rights to that crucial lot. And so an, an agreement was reached that the parties, city and the private developer, could co-own and essentially make sure that lot is being put to its absolute best use. And that's the, that's the 65 Main Street project. To move on, we're going to talk now about changing gears to the ATP and Palmer buildings. So this is the sale. Yeah, and I definitely recognize uh, Jerry Nasserino, who's here with us today from Copper City Development. Who, and Jeremy Nasserino as well, along with him. Um, representatives of Copper City Development, and of course this is the company that initially responded to a request for proposals back in 2015. So to move on, I'll talk about a little bit about those buildings. I think most of the city is very well acquainted with these buildings at this point. We have two buildings, largely vacant since the 1980s. Crucially, they've played home to the city's senior center for some time. It's 99,000 total square, uh, square feet. City appraisal values both buildings together at approximately 520,000. Um, it's approximately 30,000 per year for the city to maintain those buildings. So that's basically the minimum amount that we're putting in each year, not counting the expenses related to, say, the, the senior center. Um, several <coughs> previous attempts have been made to sell these buildings. 
Uh, in the past uh, 10, 12 years, the buildings have gone out to bid with no response. At one point in time, the buildings were actually sold to a company called Duke Realty that did buy the buildings for uh, $1 million. Unfortunately, development did not occur. And after several years, the buildings were returned to the city. So what's our, what's our goal with these buildings? We want to see them go to their highest and best use. We want to see development actually move forward as a way to put a, a, a big investment into the downtown area to encourage commercial activity, to get more boots on the ground in terms of market rate residential activity. So a view of the ATP and Palmer on the outside. Uh, the inside, essentially a large part of these buildings there were a handful of tenants, two or three, but a large part of these buildings are essentially just empty, vacant. Um, purpose of the sale, as I said, put these buildings back on the tax rolls, stimulate commercial activity, bring market rate uh, apartments downtown. The proposal uh, from Copper City came in 2015. The city went out to bid looking for someone with the best plan for these buildings. The Board of Aldermen, bless you, did select Copper City and their plan to do a mix of commercial on the bottom floor and market rate units on the upper floors, 90 market rate units at current time. So these are some photographs of, provided by Copper City of their proposal. Take, you know, see obviously on the left, the old windows replaced by new windows. And brick repointing. Now moving on to some interior photos. Now Copper City, it's important to recognize, does have, and this is one of the reasons that the alderman did. This is one of the reasons why the alderman did select this company in the RFP. Is Copper City has established track record of development. You may know them for the development on Pershing Drive in Derby, exercise facility, Panera Bread. You see the Popeyes. You see all that. That was a project of Copper City. You also may know them from a lot of downtown development right here in Ansonia. So you know that they do have a lot of skin in the game. A lot of the new restaurants popping up. For example, the new, uh, the new Thai restaurant, the Bangkok Room. Uh, that's a property owned by, by, uh, by Jerry Nasserino and Charlie Smith. And they certainly have done a good job curating the kinds of businesses that come into the downtown to be successful. So these photos aren't just made up photos. These are based off of examples of other residential complexes that uh, Copper City has done. They try to retain as much of the building, the, the, wood, the wood and the... And an emphasis on reclaiming and repurposing rather than tearing completely down and, and building from scratch to use as much of the natural elements as possible in their redesigns. So we have living space, kitchen space. Exercise space. I think that's a theater room. So aldermen have talked about this for some time. Uh, they saw the initial proposal, been negotiating back and forth with Copper City for some time. The basic elements of the sale agreement would be for Copper City to pay 200000 for per purchase of the building. Obviously, that is a, a discounted price for purchase of the building. But that does come with significant safeguards for the city and taxpayers and, uh, and essentially safeguards to ensure development actually occurs. The closing would be contingent on a site plan and permit approval. And essentially what that means is 
If this agreement is executed, the closing will not take place immediately. The developers will have to put together a site plan. They will have to submit that site plan to the land use boards. They will have to apply for permits. And the closing of the property, the exchange of the property for the funds, will only happen once everything is approved. So before the closing occurs, you will have an approved site plan. You will have a green light from the land use boards on this project actually going forward. So it is not done on blind faith as what uh, had been done in the past with this property. And also looking past the closing, the city is looking for a milestone agreement to ensure that development occurs on a timely basis even after the closing has occurred, even after that initial site plan approval has been obtained. And also a part, again a nod to the developer, a tax incentive to fix the property assessment for a period of years after the closing. Again, it's all about attracting these funds downtown, these investment funds. And the total project is estimated to be about $10 million. And that is certainly the priority of the city to attract $10 million of investment into our downtown area and to give our downtown a shot in the arm in terms of economic development. I want to open up with Economic Development Director Sheila O'Malley, see if she wants to give any comment on this particular project. Thank you. Um, thank you, President Tripp, members of the Board of Aldermen, and everybody here tonight. I just have a few very brief comments to make. Um, when, when these buildings, when Farrell and Ansonia Copper and Brass were, when it was their heyday, these buildings were all interconnected. So they all inter, interconnected in the downtown. All, one building was connected. In fact, ATP and Palmer and 501 are, are somewhat connected. They're, divided by a wall. So I want you to, you know, when you think about economic development, I want you to think about the ways in which those buildings come together. And, and we're seeing now with economic development that one building ha has a domino effect on the other buildings. So the economic development is also interconnected. So I want you to think about that. The development that's occurring at 65 Main Street and the development that's occurring at, in the ATP and Palmer buildings and 501 are all connected. One depends on the other, one feeds off the other. And so I just, I just want you to look a little bit globally at the economic development picture for the city of Ansonia. And this is a, an exciting time. And what we wanna do is get residents downtown living here, working, um, shopping, and going to our restaurants. And um, this, is, this is that opportunity for the city. I see the city just on the, on the cusp of really burgeoning. So thank you all for coming. And I think we're going to open up the public hearing. I think President Tripp will do that. Are you sure? Shall you all set? Yep. I'm going to turn our podium around. One quick question. That the plan that you saw tonight, the two parking decks were, were used by the park for the police department. The it's been stated though that these are all concept plans. 
So the concept right now is to have the police department on the, the ground floor, first floor for parking, and then the third floor for occupancy. Well, I, I was, the reason I was, I'm saying that is because if you're going to use it for the senior center, you're, you're, you're co-oping with Shaw, whatever, Venture, whatever it is, for their parking for half the lot or whatever it is. You're not going to have enough parking for the seniors then. The, parking, the, the open parking lot that's near the new main entrance has 93 parking spaces available. But you're cooperating it with another outfit so they could be taking half of them at least. And I know what the senior parking is over here on, off the of main street. I'm, I'm just asking the question because I was under the impression, I have no idea how I came that about, but mm -hmm. that one parking garage was going to be the lower one, I guess, for the police department, and the upper department was going to be for the second well, the first floor. Um, there was the things that were going to go there, like the senior center and any other offices. Can I respond? Yeah, quicker, I'd like please. to get to public yeah, session. So, again, as Brian said, we said before, you know, this is still a concept. So there are other options for that as well. Um, I, I just, like I said, I when he was talking, he was talking both the police department. That's all I'm asking. So then, Nothing, none of this is interesting, Grant. Okay, that's, like I said, thank you. Thank you all, all the uh, At this time, I'd like to uh, open up the public hearing. At this time, I would like to ask by show of hands, is there anyone from the public who would like to speak? Show of hands, lady right there with the uh, nice purple scarf around her neck <laughs> from team, whom I'll be cooking for in a couple of weeks. Name and address for public record, please. Diane Stroman, and I reside at 66 High Street in Ansonia, Connecticut, and I'm basically here as the uh, chairman of the Ansonia, of the Elderly Senior Services Commission. And one of the things that I too wanted to address was the parking, because if we're truly talking about putting a senior, a senior center in that building, which we have gone through some of this, uh, the uh, commission, and we've taken a tour, and we're excited about the space that's there. But there are a couple concerns that the seniors did have. And one was um, parking, um, availability of parking, also private entrance into the building. So just as the police department, you have your private entrance going into the police department because we're talking about seniors and they're also very vulnerable. Um, they want to ensure that they have their private uh, entrance. And also um, the number of elevators. I wasn't sure about the number of elevators. I saw the two. Um, elevators that you talk about that in, but um, also about elevators that the seniors will be using because many of them will not be using the steps. They will be using, um, using the elevator. Also, um, regarding the fire firing range, I know it's going to be on the bottom level, but I would just be interested in knowing what does that mean regarding sound and if seniors do park on that lower level, what does that, um, what does that mean? Um, but we're excited, the senior center, we're excited about what we've seen, and we look forward to being able to hopefully be in that building. There is a lot of open space, um, and we're looking to grow um, our seniors, so we're looking to have many more seniors, so we are going to need parking spaces um, there. And I think that's it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for your comments. Thank you, gentlemen, back with the... Uh, Name and address for the public record, please. Good evening. John Izzo, 12 Shortell Drive, Ansonia. And I'm here tonight to support the sale of the ATP building and the Palmer building uh, to Mr. Nasarino and his company. 
Uh, you heard this uh, more, more than once tonight. Uh, the gentleman has proven he's developed multi-million dollars worth of business in Ansonia and Derby. Uh, he's proven him and Charlie Smith, and I think we really don't need to say a whole lot more, but uh, I hope that the board will look favorably on this proposal to sell it. I think it's a prime opportunity that the city has that we will likely never have again, or certainly any time in the near future. Whether he pays 200 or 300 or 100 for it, uh, in this economic climate, uh, it would be unlikely that we would secure a buyer anywhere else, frankly, at any price. So I hope the board will look favorable on that. With respect to 65 Main Street, I haven't been through the building, but uh, very excited about what I see. And I'd like to congratulate the administration for having the forward thinking and the foresight to come up with an alternate plan, and more importantly, to recognize a prime opportunity that, again, we will probably never have again. I personally voted at the referendum for the $12 million PD on Olson Drive. This option, frankly, I think is a no-brainer. Our public safety folks need a new police facility. Everyone knows that. Let's give them the tools they need to do their job safely and, and more efficiently. I think this accomplishes that. And uh, congrats to the administration to bring, for bringing this project forward. It's an opportune time for the taxpayers. I hope the taxpayers will support both of these proposals tonight and certainly hope the board will support them. Thank you for your time. Thank you, sir, for your comments. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, your hand up. No one see the rest. Elizabeth Lynch, 15 McIntosh Lane in Ansonia. Uh, I just have a question as far as the change of the plan when it went to a co-ownership of the parking lot. Uh, all the media coverage of the proposal since it came out was that there was an 81 space parking lot and everyone from Shaw Venture, any comments that were made said that that part of the um, property was not for sale. So I'm a little confused as to when that changed from last week to this week. And if this new addition to the building, if that's going to take any of those parking spaces, and then how is it going to be monitored? Uh, Shaw Ventures' eventual plan is to put in 200 units of housing. If those people, where are they going to park? And the restaurants on the Upper Main Street, that parking lot's full every night on the weekends now. So if they're only going to be able to have half of it, who's going to monitor that? It's just, I wonder if the restaurants were notified of this as well. well certainly going to impact their business. <coughs> okay, and my one other question. Of course. There were um, quoted, uh, Godzilla blightlings placed on this property. Hundreds of thousands of dollars that the city was going to make off of the sale of these properties. Mm -hmm. Do we now lose that money? Uh, I'm sure the answer it's is just a, It's just a point. No, no, your, your question is on the public record. So. All right, thank, thank you. Thank you very much for your observation. Uh, gentlemen in back, please hand up. <coughs> Mr. Phipps, uh, name and address for public record, please. <coughs> yes, my name is Bill Phipps. I live at 27 Johnson Street in Ansonia. And um, I, uh, I would echo on... Um, Beth's comments just now about the parking lot up there. I think it's vital, and I emphasize the word vital, to 
the survival of Upper Main Street. And to have to share it, I don't think is acceptable. I think the only way we can move forward is to have sole ownership and sole control of it because it can evaporate very quickly otherwise and Upper Main Street is up the creek. And um, I counted 17 parking spaces in the, uh, the uh, elderly um, senior citizen lot there. So I would presume that they would move uptown if the senior citizens moved uptown. And um, that's going to be shared by uh, Massimino's when they're built. And I challenge whether there's enough parking going to be in that lot to service a fully functioning police department. I also question, where will the police park? The two shifts that you'll have to accommodate at any given time, will they be inside the building? Or are they going to be competing with the uses on the outside of the building? So these are just thoughts that have been popping up. And um, the old, um, what used to be when, when I worked at Farrell was the main office. It used to be called 25 Main Street. Now that's the building now. It's right next to the Eagle Hose. And the proposal appeared to be that it's going to come down. It'll come down at our expense and probably a substantial expense of what I hear as to its level of contamination. Um, and then it's going to be a, a, a parking facility of some sort. But it will require a curb cut out onto Main Street. Is the state going to allow us to do that? That is one heck of a road right there to have a curb cut go into. And the state might well put a kibosh to Just thoughts. These are just thoughts. And another thought, maybe I'll find out someday, where'd the bell go? <laughs> there used to be a bell up there that belonged to Farrell, and I uh, noticed... That's a good question, Mr. Phipps. I'd also like to know... I, I hope the Farrell people have, uh, have uh, commandeered it, because it was an artifact that went way back into the Farrell. It came off of the machine shop back in the 60s. <clears throat> across the street and was planted there with a... And, uh, I have one more thing, sir, is um, I would hope that out, uh, coming out of uh, future agreements or, or future information as this develops, and I personally am in great favor of it too, I think it's a win-win it's a for everybody, but I would wish that some of the alternate facts that seem to fly around this thing be controlled. I don't know who's handing them out. You read in the paper, you hear here, you hear on the street, nothing meshes. And it leads to a lot of agita and a lot of you know, unnecessary uh, concern. And I think we've all got to be thinking in the same line. And the only way we can do that, obviously, was with the same common facts. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Phipps. Thanks for your time. Yeah, I think I can answer Mr. Phipps about the bell. Mr. Phipps, I think I can answer you about the bell. I'm the former chairman of the Historical Commission, and I hit uh, Farrell up for donations of historical things, and they kindly donate quite a lot. They're at the library now, but the bell is is going to be given, or it has been given, to the fire museum. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, so I'd like to be back to the public. I see some hands going up and back. The gentleman that's in the very corner was a little bit quicker than Mr. Knapp. You'll be next, Dave. Thank you.
Name and address for the public record, please, sir. Thank you. Uh, Andrew Adamchek, 31 Hill Street. Um, uh, a few concerns. Uh, the 65 Main Street, uh, I guess that was built in the 60s. Is the renovation going to include new mechanicals, ventilation and all that? They're, it's going to be like totally gutted and re redone, so we don't want to wind up with bad air quality. Okay. Uh, my big concerns, um, the ATP and Palmer buildings as well as the process laboratory. Uh, apartments and parking. Uh, if you're talking almost, almost 300 apartments, and sharing maybe 93 parking spaces. That's, that's not gonna work. Ansonia is not Boston or New York where you can live without a car, even New Haven. Uh, you know, even New Haven you need a car. Um, if, if the developer wants to, to get the building for almost free, maybe they can build a parking garage across the street next to Fitzpatrick's. Uh, we, we, we're gonna need parking if you're gonna have people living down there. I'm also concerned with the, the, the effect on city services of adding almost 300 apartments. Apartment renters don't pay taxes unless they own a car. Uh, they're not going to be paying taxes to the city. The developer uh, is going to be paying some taxes, but uh, you know the, the uh, people in the, in the apartments, they're not going to be paying taxes. They might be using the school system and other city services. And um, you know, I, I'm afraid it's going to be a drain on, uh, on the system. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Dave, you have your hand up next. Uh, name and address, it's on the correct place. Dave Knapp, 3 Glen Drive. Um, I think the 65 Main Street, the, the police station, is a, a, a great idea. Um, I had thought of that a few years ago, but uh, I thought it would be a good spot for it. But there's just some conce conceptual stuff that I think probably needs to be worked out before we, you know, like Joan's question about the parking for the seniors and one of the garages for the other tenants other than the police station. Um, the ATP and Palmer buildings, um, very concerned about the parking. I mean, we're, we're talking 90 units, the other developer talking about uh, putting in 200 units, we're talking almost 300 units. What's that going to do down the road to our school system? What's it gonna do to our public, public facilities? Uh, has anybody thought about that? And with 290 units, 300 units, we'll call it, a lot of parking. I mean, is the downtown area going to become a, a city of a, a parking lot? Um, but um, the other thing is the, the tax incentives. What were the tax incentives? What are the other parts of the deal for 200? It's 200,000, and then down at the bottom of the, the slide it said tax incentives. What, were, what are those tax incentives? Well, that, that's been put out before, Mr. Knapp, and I'm sure you know, that information will be put out again. Uh, as I stated earlier, before we even start the public, the public hearing, that we wouldn't be having to back and forth tonight. Okay. Your questions are recorded for the public record, okay. and there will be follow-up, and every speaker has mentioned parking, and I can assure you there's going to be a parking plan for downtown. So Sheila O'Malley and John Marini and City Hall are working on that right now. So, um, and I, I would just like that the Board of Aldermen are aware of all the, all the nuances of this, this, this arrangement. The devil's always in the details, Mr. Thank Ray. you. Thank you for your time, sir. Um, police officer, I'm back. Good evening. Uh, Detective John Tresser. Uh, President Antonio Police Union at 2 Elm Street. Um, I just want to say a few words 
Um, obviously, just discussing, discussing the 65 Main Street address. Um, the union members are in favor of the plans. Um, we thank the, the taxpayers and the, and the residents in the city here for their openness to help us move out of our antiquated uh, building that we're in now. Obviously, we need more space as our needs for, you know, different investigative techniques um, that are coming with technology and other changes. Um, we need more space to do such things and to, to hold the equipment. Um, I wanted to thank the chief for having it as open as he has had it. He has offered us all the ability to put our input into the building. Um, as he has mentioned, the, the plans are still a work in progress. There have been some, you know, technical issues that we've had to address um, that will be addressed. Um, but I just want to say that the, the union members appreciate the fact that the city has been working so hard to, to get us out of the old building. And, uh, and I just wanted to thank you. Thank you, Detroit. Tarek, I believe, name and address for the public record. <clears throat> Tarek Roslin, 76 Garden Street. Uh, I'd like to start by saying that as a resident of Ansonia and a local real estate developer, I'm very eager to see development in downtown Ansonia. Some of you may know I'm well acquainted with the buildings being discussed this evening and the many difficulties and challenges. Speaking of the <laughs> Uh, as some of you may know, I'm well acquainted with the buildings being discussed this evening and the many difficulties and challenges that stand in the way of making a development possible here. In light of this, I would like to congratulate this administration in bringing a deal to the table. My eagerness to see development take place downtown is almost enough for me to not share criticism or concern with regard to how the administration has chosen to proceed in such a rushed manner with a deal that will shape the future of our city for so many years to come, including the spending of millions of taxpayers' dollars. And the following are some questions and concerns I have. We've been told repeatedly that the debt for this project would not add to the debt balance, but would simply replace the existing debt that is scheduled to retire in 2020. This statement ignores the fact that the draw on debt will take place before 2020, and according to the mayor's statements of completing the police station at 65 Main Street in six months, we would have the vast majority of the debt being drawn in 2017. Has the City and the Board of Aldermen been presented with a debt maturity schedule bar chart that clearly identifies the impact of this new debt? If so, can the City release the reports for the public review with enough time to review options with the respective Aldermen before any Alderman has requested to vote on this issue? Number two, for the past two years we were told by both Mayor Cassetti and Mr. Marini that the Police Department had to go on Olson Drive, had to go on Olson Drive to reduce the number of units scheduled to be replaced there. Many residents felt that this was a compelling reason to support the site selection of the project. We were told the city had an agreement from HUD to reduce the number of units from about 160 down to 54 should we re relocate the police department there. Uh, in a recent interview and tonight, Mr. Marini is on record saying that the city has an agreement in writing with regard to the reduced number of units, regardless of locating the police station. Has the Board of Aldermen seen this agreement? And can the city release this written agreement to the public before we make any decision on the police station site selection? Number three, Mr. Marini has said that, the that 65 Main Street did not come available until recently. Did the city of Ansonia ever approach Mustafa Diakade 
of Washington management to purchase 65 Main Street? And if so, at what time and date? I think, in general, I support these projects. The pre presentation that we've seen was very good. The plans look good. We know that the police department needs new space. My concern is that there's not enough information being divulged in advance of the decision-making process. There's no time for engagement for the citizens of Ansonia to discuss the issues and details that are at hand with their respective aldermen. If we're going to have a transparent and smart development plan, we need to allow the facilitation of that dialogue to take place between our elected officials. And it, I don't like the way it's being rushed, and I don't understand why it's being rushed. When it's, if it is such a good deal, then it should be given due time and allowed you know, proper time to be discussed. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Is there anyone from the public, uh, gentlemen, with his uh, iPhone up? Yeah. Uh, good evening, everyone. I'm Jerry Nasserino. Uh I'm here with my son this evening. Where the hopefully the uh, future developers of the ITP in the Palmer building. I just uh, one quick thing on the parking. I can't help. I have to say something. Um, no developer, including me, my son, and our company, is going to spend ten million dollars and not have parking and not be able to rent an apartment. Uh, I think your number is wrong about the number of units. I think you're probably going to see maybe two hundred units come on board. Number one. And I'm sure uh, the city, the administration here, myself, realizes that there has to be adequate parking. Otherwise, like I said, we're not renting apartments, and uh, that's not going to happen. Thank you. Nice to meet you, sir. three years to get where they are right now with the police station, finally making a move and doing something. My walk-in closet is bigger than in the police office there, his office, chief's office up there. Cassetti, President Tripp, Honorable Members of the Board of Aldermen. For the record, my name is Bartholomew Flaherty. I reside at 28 Pinecrest Avenue in the city, of course. It's great to see development activity taking place downtown. So it, it, it certainly the administration should be commended for getting things rolling. Economic development is vitally important to the community. Todd type development, which this is, transit oriented development, is, is workable in the downtown area. 
I read in the Valley Indy that there will be 500 apartments downtown, <coughs> 300 and 200. Now, I don't know whether that's true or not. If, if I don't know how many units are going into the ATP in the Palmer Building and into the old Farrell Lab. So I don't know the total numbers, but I'm hearing that it's 500, or I read that it's 300 and 200, and, and that could be an error. Sheely, maybe you could enlighten me on that. <coughs> what is the total number of... There's 95 proposed for the ATP in Palmer Buildings, and we think approximately 190 or 200 in the 501 East Main. But remember, that's a whole separate process. 501, if they want to come on board, yeah, but, but the only concern board. that I have, Councilor, with, with, with this development, with this economic development that we're looking at, the only concern that I have is that it doesn't seem as though <coughs> we're looking at it in total, the whole, the whole downtown area and that's crucial that's crucial to the development to the to the logical development of the downtown area you can't take you can't take a piece of pieces that we can't divulge right now mm -hmm. well well it's well, the well there's a lot of things you can't can't divulge but this is a public <laughs> hearing and we're trying to give support to this activity and when you have a lot of things that you can't divulge, that cause that gives me pause. That causes me concern. I'd like to enthusiastically support this proposal. I have no doubt in my mind that Mr. Nusserino can 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 do what he's going to say he's going to do. I think I, I've dealt with him when I was on planning and zoning. He, he does what he says he's going to do, and he does it thoroughly, he does a good job. I think we're fortunate that we have him downtown because I think he is the economic development driver, driver so far that we've had as far as restaurants go. It's all in his buildings. Most of the, most of the activity is taking place. But I'm really concerned that it doesn't seem as though we're looking at the whole picture. As an administration, it doesn't seem that you're looking at the whole picture downtown. Now, there's things you can't tell me. It, it, I don't want to hear that, John. That that really disturbs me. I mean, this this is you a know, public hearing. We but they have to have a room to also negotiate. So but but you have but you. I'm not talking dollars and cents negotiating, but what, as far as what's taking place downtown, shouldn't shouldn't be. Done under wraps. Do you think, Bart, um, through you, Mr. President, yes. that you know you can stop by our offices and we can discuss this further? Because really, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be glad to. Residents who we didn't go back and forth with. I'm so not. I'm, I'm just telling you what my concern is. Yeah, I'm not looking for answers. I'm happy to share information with you. Please come by on my phone. Okay. I'm here well, all day and night. My suggestion is, it should be. Shared at a public hearing, not Thank not you. to me personally. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody. Not behind closed doors. Everybody should know what's going on because this is probably a very very good thing. And when you say you can't tell me things, it gives me pause because now I'm saying, well, maybe it's 300 
units. I read in the Valley Indy that it was 300 and 200, which is 500. But even 300, my concerns would be parking. That's the biggest concern. If you can't have parking, adequate parking, it's going to kill the whole downtown. The other concern I have is that I heard that the Planning and Zoning Commission is being asked to change the regulations, to do away with the way it is now. You can only build on the first floor. You can only have commercial or retail. You cannot have residential. And I understand that the Planning and Zoning Commission is going to be asked to change that regulation. We don't need more people in Ansonia. We're six square miles. We have almost 20,000 people. So having more people downtown, just for the sake of having increasing our population, is not desirable. What we want people downtown for is to make the businesses downtown be viable, be economically viable. So we have feet on the ground. They're going to be going in to get a haircut, to buy a pair of shoes, to go to the restaurants. That's, that's why we're increasing our population. So we have to really think thoroughly where the parking's going to go to put, to allow residences on the first floor is a tremendous, tremendous mistake because you can't spot zone. You have, if it goes for one building, it has to go for all downtown. And then when I sat up there for 10 years, I was approached by probably every property owner from Healy Ford up to the end of Main Street to, to put apartments on the first floor, and it was always resisted. So that's a concern. I also heard that you're talking about putting another floor on, increasing the allowable height, which is not that big of a deal. I don't think it's a deal breaker. But um, to finalize, thank you very much for allowing me to speak. I'll probably have more to say at the next Board of Aldermen meeting, Mr. President, Please now that I had an opportunity to hear what's going on or not, or things that I didn't hear and uh, have an opportunity to think about it. So thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Uh, Mr. Mastery, I will get to you, but I just want to give to other speakers that haven't had a chance yet. So, uh, gentlemen right here, please. Good evening. My name is Larry Bummels, uh, 4 Renahan Drive, Ansonia. I want to first of all commend the administration for the homework that they've done in uh, making these decisions. I think that it's a win-win situation, which has been already said, from moving Olson Drive over to an existing structure which needs utilization. My concern about the residents, the units that are going in there, are these going to be one-bedroom units? Are these going to be two-bedroom units? Are they going to be three-bedroom units? The reason why I say these things is because if they're one-bedroom units, we're talking about more than probably 55 and older going into these units. If they're going to be two-bedroom units, we're going to be bringing children into these apartments, which is going to do nothing but put more students into our school systems. Secondly, are these 300 units going to be able to dump into our sewage systems? I don't know how, I don't know what the uh, uh, structure is on the sewage system, how big it is, how small it is, but is that going to be, have to have an overhaul 
to accommodate these 300 units. That's all I have to say. Thank you again, administration, for the great work you're doing. Thank you, sir. Is there anyone from the public who has not spoken yet? Is there anyone from the public who has not spoken yet? Is there anyone from the public who has not spoken yet? Mr. Nestorino, did you have something you wanted to mention? Well, there's a couple of comments I'd like to just address. Uh, no, this is still in the early going. Nothing that's happening here tonight is, uh, you know, carved in uh, stone. Um, there's going to be adequate parking. When I said that, you know, a developer wouldn't spend $10 million without convenient parking for their tenants, I meant that. No one's going to rent from me and pay the kind of prices I'm looking for if there's not a way they can conveniently park to get into their apartment. That's number one. Uh, there are plans. It's not my place right now to say what they are, but there are plans already for additional parking. Uh, 501, got a potential for a lot more indoor parking. Uh, all that you hear in the papers about the number of units, uh, you know, we're not there yet. And uh, I can tell you for sure that 500 is definitely out of it. It's ridiculous. Uh, and we have spoken to the other developers, the other property owners that own these other buildings, 501, that own this building here, 65 Main, that own part of the Faroes. My partner and I have sat down and had several discussions. So we are. I've given them plenty of advice, actually. They're from Greenwich. And I've told them, because I've got my finger on the pulse here in Ansonia, and I told them what they should do with their buildings. So we are working together. You know, and I think they, they took my uh, advice, and I think that it's all going to work out. I think it's an amazing opportunity for the city and for myself. I'm excited about it. And uh, we need people. We need people downtown. Uh, someone expressed concerns about children and taxing the school system. Well, all the units that I build, they've already been designed and the original, when they originally accepted, when, we were our, when our project was originally accepted back two years ago, I think it is now. Yeah, it's been two years. Uh, we proposed one bedrooms and efficiencies. So, you know, let me make it very clear. I'm after the millennials. Those 50,000 kids, young people that go over there in Shelton and work every day, that want to come here and use our restaurants and come into our coffee shops and frequent our businesses downtown, that's, who, that's our market. We want to be $300 a month less than the Shelton market, so they still get on Route 8, maybe they got to drive an extra five, 10 minutes, and they can come here and live in Ansonia, and they can walk out their door <clears throat> and enjoy all the amenities that we're going to provide. So uh, I think we're just in the early stages here. There's a lot of questions being uh, Put out by the public which is very good and I, and I don't blame them you know there's concerns but I can tell them the rest are sure that a lot of this has been worked out the administration has been unbelievable the mayor all the way down these people are wonderful we've worked hand in hand on everything we've done down here so far and there's no reason why it's not going to go forward and be that good or better to get these projects done thank you thank you
chair. Can I see your hand up? Is, Tara Braslin, 76 Garden Street. I just had one follow-up question with regard to uh, sliding the presentation this evening. Um, it was presented that 65 Main Street was appraised at $3 million. Um, I wanted to know if that uh, appraisal will be released to the public and to the uh, Board of Aldermen, and if so, uh, when. Um, and right now, I believe the City of Ansonia has that 65 Main Street, including the as they reference it, the administrative building and the municipal parking lot in its entirety appraised at one and a half million. So either we've been undercharging for taxes on, on a property that's been un, uh, undervalued in the appraisal, or uh, there's something drastic has changed in the course of uh, the last four years on that valuation of that property, especially considering that we're not including the full use of that municipal parking lot. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Is there anyone from the public who wishes to speak? Thank you. Uh, Mr. 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 You need to join uses for the generator for police and fire? Correct. Yeah. And also, uh, we are in the midst of doing a fiber run from here to the uh, Antonia High School, and the run will be going this direction. So if we can make, in part of the plan, dropping fiber at both the Senior Center Police Station, should they both be there, and Eagle Hose, that Intel planning stage, if you would. So just. Uh, Mr. Bashir, because I heard you mentioned this before. Could you, just for the public's benefit, just a couple minutes, tell us your fiber run, where it's going to start, where it's going to connect, and where it's going to end? Uh, the intent here is to go from City Hall okay. to a main hub, which is at Ansonia High School. Okay. And we've got some grant money from uh, uh, leftover money some years ago. And we've been working with UI and uh, Frontier and we're purchasing, we're going to purchase our fiber run. Uh, we've got a lot of issues. They won't let us go from here directly because of the holding structure. So they're now redoing it and we're going to put a little bit of extra fiber on them. It will, the intent here is from here. We may be able to connect into arms. We drop it, senior center. Yep. Uh, police station if it goes. Eagle hose yep. up Foundry Hill. We'll be able to put a drop at the library as we go by. Uh, up Jewett Street, if we maintain the building, which is two elms, we can put a run there and one that can uh, be tapped in down the Webster hose up the hill into the main hub at the 20 plus gallery at the high school. And with switching, we could probably connect in with the uh, school system. Ultimate connection will be through the uh, using ISP of the Connecticut Education Network and providing our, our, uh, our uh, internet access. And the intent is to get to a voice over IP system. With all those drops, we would connect two-thirds of the city, and we might be able to use one phone system and interconnect all of them into one uh, through the fiber line. So. Which would also benefit the police station. Yes. <coughs> thank, thank you for that information, Mr. sir. Mr. President, can I? 
I just want to see if there's anybody else in the public who wishes to speak. Mr. Henry, please. The, we're trying to get um, Eagle Hose control over the traffic light on Main and East Main. Uh, the state's supposed to be working on that. So maybe it'd be advantageous if the police station's moving down the street, if you can get control over the bridge of Maple Street and Main Street. This way, any driveways between there and the firehouse, you, you can control and you can be covered. Just kind of head that off. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Henry. Um, I'd just like to ask again, is there anyone from the public who wishes to speak? Is there anyone from the public who wishes to speak? Yes, Ms. Falls, please. Name and address of public record. Pat Bummels, 4 Renahan Drive, Ansonia, Connecticut. Um, I'd like to thank the board. Thank you for the work you're doing. Uh, we know that you need a lot of wisdom, and so that's why I'm here. We, I'm just reminding everyone that on Thursday, May 4th, this coming Thursday, <coughs> it's the National Day of Prayer. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, prominent men from the past, Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, and other leaders of our nation have prayed for the decisions that needed to be made. And so sometimes we forget to do that. And I'd just like to remind everyone that that is number one. When in doubt, pray it out. And so God will help you. He'll give you the wisdom. And I would like to have everyone join us on May 4th right here at the Veterans Memorial for a time of prayer from 6 to 7.30 p.m. Thank you. All are welcome. Thank you. Is there anyone from the public who wishes to speak? Is there anyone from the public who wishes to speak? Third time, is there anyone from the public who wishes to speak? Hearing none, seeing none, our public hearing is closed. Uh, any other last things I missed, Mr. Rainey? Okay. I would like to take a motion to adjourn for Mr. Henry. Second, Mr. Lieberman. All those in favor? Aye. Opposed? So moved. Thank you all for coming.